0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first official episode, episode one of 60 Minute Spill. We will be discussing outgrowing friendships today. And for this episode, I have on my dear friend, Casey. For those of you who know her, she goes by Cassie, Casey, Cassandra. This girl has a lot of names. Say <laughs> hi to everyone, Casey. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have Cassandra on today, and I have just been really appreciative towards all my friends who have expressed their interest in coming on, but this right here is my go-to girl. We love having conversation about all kinds of things, and we're ready to talk about outgrowing friendships. Are you ready, Cassandra?
1: (laughs) I'm ready. Um, Go for it. Let's start.
0: Okay, great. So outgrowing friendships. I took polls on several different topics and I was kind of shocked that this one came out on top. I had everything from dealing with anxiety to protecting your peace, which by the way, we'll still be talking about all those things, but the very top rated top polled topic was outgrowing friendships. And I think that's because a lot of the people that I have in my life that are, you know, in my social media, like circle, are our age. They're officially in their thirties. And I think this is when real life starts to hit and real true responsibilities take over our lives. And we don't really have time for some of the petty little mess that is attached to certain relationships. And so not to say that every time you outgrow a friendship, it's because someone's being immature, petty, you know, that's not what I'm saying. I just think that sometimes you start to reevaluate the people you have in your life and, you know, kind of where you guys are doesn't really match. Does that make sense to you, Casey? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I definitely agree. I think sometimes, um, you, when you're friends with someone for so long, you start to realize like, I don't, I actually don't like going out every night. You know, I don't enjoy that. I like to wake up in the mornings and drink my coffee and take my time and not being, you know, Hungover, or you know, just or I don't like playing soccer anymore. Just different things. We kind of just we grow out of those hobbies, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I compare it a lot to outgrowing, like childhood, like outgrowing. Yeah your favorite shows or, you know, your favorite little cartoon character that you had when you were a kid. Like there comes a point in time where that's no longer your favorite thing. And you start to realize like, I've matured. Like I'm no longer into those little things that I was into when I was a kid. And though they always have a special place in your heart, you just don't want to drag it through life with you. And I think that that sounds kind of bad because I know... (sighs) Like but I said, I'm better than
1: you. <laughs>
0: exactly. No, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I don't think that it always necessarily means I'm better than you, or I'm in a better place than you are, right. or yeah. I'm going bigger places than where you are in this moment. Like that is actually not what outgrowing a friendship means. I think that there are multiple ways that you can outgrow a friendship. A major thing that I've noticed now you know, I'm also a parent now. I know you still don't have children, but
1: that's a no for me. It's a
0: no for me. (laughs) It's a no for you for now. You know, we'll see what the future holds. I can see you being an Mm. incredible mother, but Hey, you're a cat mom that counts. Um, but Hey, normalize not wanting to have kids. That's another conversation for another day. Right. Cassie. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I let's normalize that.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that another time. But, um, I think that, when you outgrow friendship, it doesn't, it's crazy because it's not something that happens from like one day to the next, but you don't yeah. realize that it happens over time. And I have so many incredible friends that I can go years without seeing. And I mean, years, not months, not weeks, years. And when I hang out with them, it's like, no time has passed. Like you mm-hmm. just pick up right where you left off the jokes there, the humors are, you know, the humor still there. The jokes are still there. The you know, inside jokes that you guys had when you were younger and like that banter just does not die. And I think that those friendships are like ride or die friendships that you, that last a lifetime, but not all friendships are like that. And I think that, you know, we all have our own story. We've all dealt with like our own struggle, loss, Um, you know, hardships and stuff like that. And I think that some people allow the things that they go through in life to like shape them and mold them and sometimes even harden them. And I think that, you know, some people like are kind of closed off by this age, you know, a lot of people are just tired of life, you know, they're kind of like, (laughs) I don't have time for certain things anymore that don't, you know, benefit me or bring me joy. And so you yes. can kind of tell like in certain friendships that people have changed.
1: Have you ever experienced that with any of your friends? Um, yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. Um, and like, I've, so I've, after leaving the Valley um, I still kept in touch with a lot of friends that um, I went to school with in Edinburgh and those people, like I said, we could, we could go months, years without seeing each other, but I could still send them a text message and be like, Hey, I miss you. Hope all's well, you know? And then when I left from San Antonio to Austin, like those people, I've just each time that I've moved, um, I think I've outgrown those friendships, but I still keep them close to heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I'm still, I'm still cheering for them. I'm still rooting for them. I hope that, you know, they get everything that they ask for. Um, but I just don't see myself going to brunch with them every Sunday morning or, you know, or, um, calling them when, something traumatic happens in my life or maybe nothing traumatic happens in my life and I just want to talk about my gym boyfriend you know just (laughs) your gym boyfriend oh my god I can't wait to talk about (laughs) gym boyfriends um we just we're just not on that same level anymore but I still keep them um in my heart and you know I really hope that they are doing amazing
0: yeah and you're kind for saying that um because I think that just because you don't talk to someone Every day, every week, every month, whatever, it doesn't mean that you're not like thinking about them or that they don't, you know, pop in your head every now and then. And so I think checking in on your friends, especially the ones that you don't get to see on a regular basis, like it's so important just to let them know that you're there and you care. But when we're talking about like actually outgrowing a friendship, I've noticed that I actually, I feel kind of like a hypocrite because there are not many friendships that I'd say I completely outgrew. I think that friends kind of sometimes shift from friend to acquaintance. Like this may be someone that I had in my life regularly back at some age, you know, that I was, and now they're there, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way to come and visit them. And they're not going to go out of their way to come and visit me. And I could even visit like the town where they live and you know the like they could know that but like the effort isn't there you know like the effort to hard. yeah <laughs> it's also hard yeah I mean I'm usually if I'm traveling I have my whole family with me I'm not going to be like want a brunch with all my you know like with my whole crew like it's kind of awkward <laughs> with
2: but my pos-
0: um, with my posse yeah no so I think that when it's like this is my next point like when it's a mutual thing right like when your energy still matches like hey I'm here, you're there. Like, I miss you, but I've got this going on and you've got that going on. And like, there's like a, you know, you kind of see eye to eye on that. Like in the respect is there, the mutual respect is there for each other's new lives. Right. You can still have that friendship. It may not be what it once was, but you could still have that relationship for that, you know, knowing that if it ever came to like, Truly needing that person for whatever reason, they would be there. So, those are still very much friendships, even though you two may have kind of outgrown what the friendship was at one point, doesn't mean that yeah. you're not friends anymore. It's just kind of like a different dynamic. And then there's those friendships that you truly do have to eliminate from your life. And those friendships, are truly the ones that you outgrow. And that is kind of like, I think what you mentioned a little bit about, you know, I don't enjoy doing the things that I once did. I don't really want to be out on a weeknight, like acting like right. I have nine lives to live. Like, <laughs> no, I very much want to be refueling in the morning, like with yeah. my cup of coffee, and taking my morning slow and enjoying life because I'm a grown ass woman now, you know, like that is a different energy that if, you know, you don't match, there could be an issue because then priorities and responsibilities and goals start to get jeopardized. And you end up resenting that person, you know, for dragging you into situations you don't want to be in. So do you kind of see the difference?
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so would you consider like, um, relationship of friendship
0: yes and that's another thing that i was going to say i maybe should not have labeled that topic outgrowing friendships because this can very much apply to relationships too and yeah because they're your friends exactly and i mean this can also apply to romantic relationships or even you know just casual sexual relationships you know certain situations where You're literally giving your body to someone and, you know, have that intimate connection with them. And you start to realize like, what am I getting out of this? You know, like, I don't know that there's necessarily any good coming out of this other than what (laughs) (laughs) do we need to really acknowledge, (laughs) but yes, I agree. Um, (laughs) Tell me what your opinion is on that.
1: Um. whoa (laughs) I mean I've been there and I think I guess for me the romantic um, sexual relationship is a little harder outgrowing than a friendship like I feel like there's just this tie that holds on and I'm just like this is gonna work I'm gonna try to make this situation work and but every time I'm in it it's just like I have to like snap out of it and be like this is th- we are two completely different people you not like the same things you know and it's it's kind of sad when it happens um when you just outgrow that situation situationship I guess I would call situationship. it
0: situationship that's exactly what it's called and While we're on the topic of like it being sad, I don't really think that enough people talk about how sad friendship breaks, breakups are because friendship breakups are really sad. And I feel like those take a longer period of time to actually hit you and realize like, oh wait, like we don't have that anymore. And I miss that. But like backpedaling towards like outgrowing intimate relationships, I think that you're absolutely right when you say that those are harder to let go of and why is that because that's like a different kind of connection that you have going on with someone and whether or not you know it's ever going to go anywhere and you're kind of just you know living in the moment with that person it could definitely hinder your progress in life you know like you spend time with this person and let's face it you may you know you need to admit when you're in a situation like that and you're doing it for you because we all have needs. (laughs) And if you let it go for a certain extent of time, like it's because you want it to last, you know, like you want to continue staying in that situation. And so while we're on the topic of normalizing things, like normalize admitting that you're in it because you want to be in it, you know, like you are also benefiting from this situation. I am toxic. I (laughs) I am (laughs) the problem. Yeah. So those are definitely harder because you end up suffering a consequence, like in another relationship with a friend where it's kind of like, okay, cool. We're friends, you know, but I have my own relationship. I have my own family. I have my own job. I have my own thing. You know, you're not really feeling, you know, the loss because it's kind of like, oh, well, if they're in or out of my life, it doesn't really matter at this point because I've got all these things going on and I have other friends that I have, you know, other connections that I formed and that cup is going to get filled at some point. But when you're in an intimate relationship and especially if it's like an exclusive type of deal where this is your main person that you're seeing and or perhaps the only person that you're seeing in that (laughs) in that kind of relationship it's hard because you're like, well, yeah. what? Like when this person's gone, like, I'm already comfortable. There's a comfortability like that's attached to it. And so you're kind of like, yeah. I don't want to have to go through all this again. And especially when it's something that's lasted months or years, it's hard, you know? And I think we're kind of like gearing into like another conversation because I <laughs> do think that situationships deserve their own episode. Like, yeah, I that's agree. tough, you know? So we will definitely cover more on, that I'm sure if any of our listeners have been in a similar you know situation like that um <laughs> they can give us their feedback and let us know if they want an episode on that but I'm pretty sure we're going to give it to them anyway whether they ask for it or not <laughs> um but yeah like You're going back yes exactly so going back to um friendships and relationships yeah. um I was thinking about you know different reasons why and we kind of talked about just priorities shifting and like being in a different place in your life but i think we should also acknowledge outgrowing a friendship when the person is no longer the friend that they once were because yes, yeah like our lives change naturally right our jobs change naturally that's like a part of the progression of, of adulthood exactly. and our respons- yeah our responsibilities change some people have children some people move away some people you know just different dynamics that are tied into like us becoming adults. But like, I have had some friends that were pretty incredible at one point and all the things a friends should be supportive and, you know, I don't know, easy to talk to and non-judgmental and like all those things, you know, and then at some point that like changed or like that shifted. Have you ever experienced that?
1: Um, yeah, this one time at Camp. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I was a child. Uh, we were kids, but when I was a freshman, um, there was a group of three of us and one of us was moving to a different town. And then I had become a cheerleader that year and well, I made the squad, right? So then oh, we were going to be sophomores the next year. And, um, my one of my best friends broke up with me like in my yearbook (laughs) she was just like you're going on a different path yeah Taylor broke up with me um Taylor yeah she was like you're going on a different path and you're gonna be a cheerleader like you're gonna have different friends and we just need to like split up or like break up (laughs) so I'm I had to make new friends like the whole summer I was like well obviously I was occupied with um cheerleading and cheer camp and all things cheer uh so I just dived into that and I had to make new friends like I I think I switched my lunch to be in your class's lunch um because I wasn't friends with any of the people in my class
0: <laughs> yeah. okay, so- first, wait, wait, wait wait how did I not know this story one two Taylor is like next level. <laughs> How was she that mature to acknowledge her? So That's insane. Taylor yeah. you on the podcast because <laughs> I like the way she's wired. And second, you did switch your lunch to my I remember seeing you there and
1: I what remember style doing.
0: <laughs> no, I remember going out to you and saying what mascara do you use? Your eyelashes look amazing.
1: <laughs> did I tell you they're natural?
0: Yeah, you were like, uh-huh. I'm not wearing mascara. These are my lashes. And this was before falsies. This was before lash <laughs> extension. So you've been that bitch, Cassie. But on another note, like, tell me more. What? So then what happened? Um, How did you guys, because can so we then, just acknowledge Cassie lives with Taylor. They're roommates uh, right now. Roommates. You guys we've are been, very much best
1: friends. We've been best friends since we were like, dance class like we went to the same dance class there's a picture that my grandma has saved um, of a newspaper clipping and it says me in the front and i'm doing this whatever pose and then taylor's like four people away in the back and you see her like peeking at me it is the oh cutest picture ever <laughs> that's how we started a love story um no but yeah we've been best friends for so long and then um actually in seventh grade she told me that i was boring <laughs> um (laughs) but yeah I found these letters that my grandma saved and I opened it I was reading it and she was like I just realized that you're boring and that makes me boring so we're not gonna hang out or some bullshit like that so
2: (laughs) it all started in
1: seventh grade um and then yeah so she broke up with me and I made new friends and she had her friends and through we went to the same high school together so sophomore year junior year you know senior year I think the the first time I saw her like actually I mean I'm sure I saw her other times but the one time I remember seeing her was like senior year graduation day like that morning that you practice you know your walk or whatever right she like hopped out of a jeep and was like hey and I'm like, oh, I forgot we were friends, <laughs> you know, or that we used to be friends. It was mm-hmm. so weird. And then I think maybe like a year or two after that, we reconnected and we Wait, were Wait, did just she go to a way.
0: different high school?
1: No, she, um, no, she went to Lafaria and she yeah. ended up graduating Uh, like the semester before our real graduation got it
0: okay cool yeah so she just
1: I'm out of here okay
0: because I was like I remember seeing her there how did you guys I guess y'all were that disconnected that's wild and then
1: completely different friend groups I had a boyfriend like I was just so into this like a different world that I didn't notice anyone else outside of me and my world (laughs) um and so yeah two years after that that's when we kind of reconnected and said like let's be friends again (laughs) and we've been inseparable since
0: okay guys we are back i decided after hearing casey's friendship breakup story it's only fair that we invite taylor on who's now casey's roommate because she deserves to tell her side of the story so welcome taylor hi let's hear it let's hear it taylor i want to know is that truly how things played out during years and cassie's friendship breakup back in what was it eighth grade
2: no it was 10th grade oh, freshman okay. year No, we like went through this is a point of contention in our friendship and has been since then <laughs> so what happened was and i'm going to tell you exactly the way i remember it so cassie we were all good freshman year And then at the end of the year, our other friend decided to move away. Um, Cassie at that point had like make the cheerleading squad, which I was like so pumped for her. She always wanted it like since we were kids. And I, that summer was going out of state to stay with a friend all summer. Um, At the time though, Cassie also got a boyfriend, her first boyfriend, which was like super exciting. but so I was away out of state all summer and I was missing home. I was like going through a bunch of things and I would call Cassie on, you know, my cell phone was like very limited minutes <laughs> and the entire time she would just talk about herself. She would just talk about cheerleading. She would just talk about her boyfriend. She would just, you know, which was fine. I was supportive, but I was like going through a lot. And, um, I wanted to talk to her about it and she's like, never gave me that option. So then I had another friend who was a new friend who I would call then after who was like, I don't think she's being a very good friend. I think maybe I'll just need time apart. And so by the time I get back to like our hometown, I was feeling super conflicted. I, uh. It's like talking about it with my mom <laughs> and my mom said well maybe you should write her a letter so I don't remember writing it in your yearbook, but I guess I did and that was like my version of writing a letter um but to preface this though like Cassie and I are just like on every level just fundamentally different like I am incredibly emotional she is not like I have light hair. She has dark hair. I'm the youngest sibling. She's the oldest sibling. I mean, we're just so different. And at that point in my life, I think I knew like, I mean, I was also going through like personal family stuff and I just needed more than like a surface level friendship, I guess. Uh, um, wow. Which <laughs> I mean, at the time, that's what it felt like to me. So um, yeah. And when we retell this story, I get so embarrassed because I think that like, you know, like, oh, I was being such like a weird kid, like, but I mean, all of those values that like led me to writing that, even though that was not the right way to go about it, I would, can't imagine why I decided to write it. You were just good at writing
1: Letters yeah. like you—that's how you write your feelings. It's like she writes poems. She writes the lyrics. Okay.
2: I like emotional. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, well,
0: wait, I have to just interject really quickly because I love to write, and I also write poems. I know it sounds really lame. <laughs> Thank but you. We we're poets, and and we know it. And so I we'll love a slam put the slam
2: poetry episode. <laughs>
0: We're going to do, we're going to recite poetry. People are like tuning off by now, but no, like I think <laughs> you that and me
2: reading each other poems.
0: <laughs> that is so therapeutic. I feel like when I put my thoughts on paper or, you know, just write them out and release them into the world, it's there's just something so special about it. But the fact that you were so young and you were able to kind of recognize things about the friendship that were no longer serving you or you know, starting to recognize habits or traits that Cassie had as a friend, no offense, Cassie, but at the time, and I could see how it would be hard to, you know, let her know like, Hey, you know, I I get that we're in two different places now, but we're still friends. So I feel like I should be able to have some time to share what I'm going through, you know? And I think that it was so big of you to like, be able to walk away from the friendship or like express that to her and it's crazy how hearing Cassie's side of the story like she doesn't acknowledge any of that because I really don't think that she was aware of it at the time you know like yeah. you're young you're in your own world you like have all these things going on and you have a best friend like your best friend is supposed to care about everything you do like best friend that it's like oh. I did this and you should care you know so yeah, I I think that that's really great that you guys got to experience that like at such a young age because now how do you feel like going through that and surviving it as friends like makes you all stronger today
2: I think that and we talk about this a lot that a lot of the issues we have now as friends and roommates because like clearly now we're closer than we've ever been we live in the same house like 10 Mm -hmm. feet apart from each other we're together all the time. Um, but all of, you know, any issues that arise kind of stem from the same issues that like led to that breakup in the first place, being that like I am overly emotional, but like can't really translate what I need from her. And like she's not a mind reader. Like she's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she can't tell what I need just by like reading my vibe, I guess. So I, when I don't communicate to her, what I like need in a moment and she doesn't give it to me, then I get resentful. And I think you're right. If like at that time when we were younger, I had just been like, Hey, like I'm going through it, dude. Like, can we talk about me for a second? She would have absolutely been like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. My bad. Like, but that's, it stems from me not being able to like communicate what I need. And I we my whole family always says Cassie's like my practice marriage because like if you And Taylor's mine, (laughs) yeah. You can't like learn to live together, you can't like communicate (laughs) with each other. And it goes to like it spreads across the board in all your relationships. Like if you're not communicating what you need, then like no one's gonna give it to you. And um, I think that proved it and probably why I get so embarrassed when we tell the story because when I tell it to myself, I feel justified. But when I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, I absolutely could have just been like, hey, dude, pause. Let's talk about me, you know?
0: But I think that comes from like always nurturing ourselves, like our inner child, like, no, like you were justified in the way you felt and you kind of still connect with the emotions you had in that time of your life. And there are many times that I look back and see like times in my past that I've been hurt by someone or that I felt a certain way and it just makes it easier for me to cope with how I handle things when I remind myself but remember they did this or they did that or they should have handled it differently instead of like looking inward and saying but I also could have done this or that because then it's like you against yourself and like nobody wants (laughs) to have that internal conflict so I think that it's great though that you mentioned that a lot of these you know traits relationship traits apply to all relationships like it's not just your friendships it's you know romantic relationships or like relationships with family and stuff like that because every relationship has different dynamics but some of like the core things that you need for a successful relationship are the same across the board like it does not matter if it is a friend or your partner or even I'm a parent like with your children like there has to be an open line of communication because Otherwise, we're left to assume or wonder. And that's how trust issues start, you know, because it's like, well, you know, if you were feeling that way, why didn't you say something? Oh, well, I don't right. want you to get upset. And then there's just like, you know, it's like a snowball effect. And then that's how relationships end up with like these big problems. But you were still a kid, you know, you were a teenager. We didn't yeah. expect you to have it all figured out back then be able to communicate your feelings and all those deep things, especially when you're like going through hormones, going through changes, like your brain's still developing. Like we're all in our own world when we're that age. And you know, my oldest is going to be 14 in a few months and certain things that she does. I'm kind of like annoyed, but at the same time, I'm like, I remember being exactly where she is right now. And it's hard, you know? So I just think it's a wonderful story overall, and I'm grateful that we get to hear both sides of the story because there's actually, you know, your side, her side, and then there's the truth. (laughs) truth (laughs) You know, the truth is probably just that you had a lot going on. She had a lot going on. You guys both had, you know, all these major changes happening in your lives and the communication wasn't what it needed to be. And that's just the truth, you know, so it's yeah. good now that you guys can like reflect on that carry you know what you've learned into your relationship today and then possibly in other relationships in the future and I just we'll kind marry of marry each other and marry each other right who needs gonna to do it time? for the tax purposes <laughs> for the tax purposes <laughs> we
1: already linked together might as yeah. well like, yeah. like <laughs> marry couples with tax What what is it called
0: like to, I, I don't know but I, I get
2: what you're saying.
1: I don't know but they get a lot of money. Oh
2: yeah we're <laughs> trying to get that tax refund. That's what it is. <laughs>
1: uh, but also like I think you are a people pleaser. Oh to my core. To and my so core. Uh, so I feel that when we did have those like phone calls or phone conversations I was just so excited about whatever I was talking about yeah and I wanted to be there
2: for you and And, supportive and like
1: and so like you just shut yourself down because you didn't really like well I don't want to like upset her with my feelings right because she doesn't have them yeah (laughs)
2: but you know at our age now there's still times when I'm like she's having a really good day and I'm having a really bad day and I won't tell her because like I don't want to like you know bring her down and that's you know, a fault of mine, but it's also something I really value in myself being that like, I can put myself aside yeah, and, like, be there for my friends. Yeah, That's something I'm proud of too. And I guess ultimately it's just like finding balance. Finding
0: balance. But Taylor, it's so important that you are able to actually sit in those feelings for a minute. And I understand what you mean about like, she's on her high horse having a great day and you don't want to just go and be like shit on her day and be like, yeah, well, g- good for you, but I'm going through this right now that's super thoughtful of you to not, you know, want to spread that kind of negativity, but at the same time, that's how you end up withdrawing from people. And that's probably why you withdrew from the friendship back in the day, because it's like, well, she's in such a great place in her life. She has a new boyfriend. She made the squad. She's has new friends. She's doing all these wonderful things. And all I hear is this positivity. And let's be real when you are not when you're like down in the dumps, the last thing you want to hear is how great someone else is doing. And no matter how happy you are for them, it's the truth. And that's, that applies to adulthood too. Yeah. You know, it's like when you don't want to be at work at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning and someone's all chipper, like, good morning, how how is everyone doing? No. And you're just like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> well, I like, just process? Like, you know, it's, that's the life. That's the reality of life and where it's like, when you're not the same across the board, with the people around you, it kind of, like, adds pressure, and so I think that's kind of what I was going to get into next, where I feel like a lot of people walk away from friendships when they feel like there's this certain level of competition going on, and Cassie and I were kind of already talking about this, and I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but the silent competition that happens in some friendships is so overwhelming and toxic and I think that some people do it without knowing like it's wonderful when you're going through phases of life where like blessing after blessing is coming but I think it's important to always be aware of your friends situations and not necessarily to like shield them from your success or like all the great things that are going on in your life but like I don't know if your friend's going through a divorce just got you know, fired, or, you know, they're going through some major crisis, lost a parent, you know, going through something that's difficult for them to process. I don't know if it's always healthy for you to be like, that sucks. But like, did I tell you I got a promotion? Or did I tell you I just met this amazing guy? Like, I think that it's that self-awareness is, is pretty much essential to any relationship. But in friendships where you're supposed to be the person that they lean on, or you're supposed to be able to lean on them. I think it's important to always not tiptoe. You don't want to just have that stress all the time, but just be aware, you know, and consider other people's feelings. Have either of you ever been in a situation like that, where you feel like the, you know, the person that you're friends with is kind of always just, you know, Cassie's behavior back in the day was understandable. She was a teenager, but like we're in our thirties now, you know? So like, have you ever experienced that where, it's like we get it. You're doing great, but enough.
2: <laughs> I'm. I've definitely been on the opposite end of that. Um, you know, as we get older, we have friends who go through like real, like tough shit, like divorce and you know, lost pregnancies and things like that. Where like, I have a friend who uh, you know was going through like a hard time pretty consistently for like the past two years, and I mean, I, just like. To the point where you're like universe please let up on her like she'll be fine yeah. but um we have a rule and you know in every like friendship I think it's important that you ask if that person has space for you before you unload on them yeah. so like if she needs to vent about something bad that happened she'll be like hey do you have like space for event and I would be like, yeah of course like um bring it on and then if I'm having like a really good day or a win I'd be like Do you want to hear some good news? (laughs) Yes. And sometimes she has been like, I don't think I can hear it today. Sorry. (laughs) I already know. Sometimes like I'll be having like a really good day and I know what she's going through, like is really hard and I'm just not in the mind space to be there for her. So I'll be like, can I call you tomorrow? Or, you know what I mean? Like, and then I'll follow up with a text, like, Hey, I really love you. And she's like, no, I get, you know? So I think it's important to find your people in that sense when and that's what like adult friendships are is just making space for each other in what limited space you do have and making sure that space is like healthy and cohesive and like equal.
0: I love all of that. And I think that that's so thoughtful of you to ask ahead of time. I've never thought to do that. And I think that that's so healthy and helpful. Um, I think also I have different friends For different personalities, not to make myself sound kind of crazy, but. Are we talking to
1: Iris or Patricia?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't me, that was Patricia. If you guys know that movie Split, what is my favorite? You're like, that's (laughs) me. That's me. Um, But yeah, there are just different friendships that bring out different sides of me different relationships where I can be different versions of myself you know and I'm just a different person at work that I am in my home and you know like I have long-term friends since my childhood who like know where I like my inner child still exists with them I can't explain it and so I'm sure you guys have that being after being friends with each other for so long and I think that that's interesting that you point out like that you have to make sure that the friend who you're sharing news with whether it's bad or good can handle what you're sharing with them because i have certain friends who like the friend you mentioned just can't catch a break you know and i don't even bother telling them you know things that i'm celebrating and it's not because i feel like they won't be happy for me i just feel like that's not beneficial you know it's kind of like where i have to be the strong one in that relationship and I truly genuinely care about them. So whether or not they know, you know, about ways that I'm thriving in my life, like it doesn't matter to me because all that matters is that we still like maintain that connection. And so then while there's other friends who are constantly achieving big things and like setting goals and like, I, I kind of resonate with them in that sense. So what what I'm working on, I can talk to them about like, this is what I'm working on. What are you working on? And it's kind of, you know, we bounce ideas off each other and like things that we're excited about. So I think that that's, again that self awareness is so important um but i also think that it's important to recognize when you are feeling truly drained by a friendship because you can never talk about anything you know like the way you mentioned sorry to shit on you again cassie but like every time you'd call her and you kind of wanted to vent to her and it's like me 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 you know like she's just talking about all the great things she has going on in her life so what did you do you withdrew because it's like you know i can't even get a word in and you know, I'm trying to have this two-way friendship, but it's just like a one-way thing. And like, I don't feel like I'm benefiting from it. So Cassie, I know you were on, you know, the opposite end, but like, have you ever been in a relationship like that where you feel like it's not equal?
2: Um, can I interject here? Yeah. I'm going to ask Taylor. Cassie is the queen of reaching out. She, I, have known to like, just ghost the world for like months at a time, like for a long time, I like didn't have a cell phone. And like, I am a true, just like hermit sometimes. And she is the first person to like reach out consistently, constantly just to be like, Hey, I was thinking about you today. Like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, what's up? And I definitely feel like there's people in your life who, if you didn't reach out to them, like would not, you'd never talk to them again.
1: Yeah. No, I agree.
0: Cassie, you don't text me.
1: Right? I was about to say <laughs> I was like, we should you should stop talking. <laughs> I,
0: I don't,
1: you, know, you know why? Because I'm that
0: person. Right. <laughs> I you texted I, her. Yeah, exactly. She might catch so, a break. Come on. <laughs> but if you
1: but if you went silent for like two days two days I'd be like where's Iris I'm like at your house like what happened
0: yeah like even if I post something like cryptic or too spiritual she's like are
1: you well and I'm just
2: like
1: (laughs) she did something the other day and I was like are you okay do you want to talk
2: see but she's gotten better at picking up cues since we've like our friendship has grown. (laughs) she's like I'm training her (laughs) I'm trying Oh my gosh. Anything to keep me from having to tell her what I'm
1: feeling. But I'm also I think but I'm also good at like if this no longer serves me, like I'm out. Too good. That's that's
0: another thing I was gonna say. I don't need it. (laughs) Well, okay. That's (laughs) you just text me yesterday off. I just
1: (laughs) it's just not worth it. Like if you're not interested in what I'm talking about, like or or, you're not interested in like responding to my text or my whatever yeah memes posts, whatever I'm whatever I'm doing if you're not interacting with me then I don't need it (laughs) that's it
0: um I think that that is okay so this may be like leading in another uh direction but what about that when you're too good at cutting people off or like not giving a friendship a chance because you can't really compare any other friendship to this particular friendship you have with Taylor you guys have kind of just Grown up together. Um, yeah. And I think that we learn to rely on it's quality over quantity, right? Like, I have my few good people. And mm-hmm. to me, that's all that matters because I know they're always going to be there. But then it's like this codependency thing where it's like, well, these are my only people, you know? And everyone else, if they don't give me exactly what I need, because I already know what I need, then bye, you know? And I think that that also needs to have some sort of balance because. Yeah, I need
1: a therapist.
2: <laughs> well okay that's the only other friend Cassie needs that's so
1: <laughs> the only other friend I need is a therapist to be like can we talk today
0: but that <laughs> today is true that is, that is definitely something that only therapy can fix because when you have those behaviors like it's coming from somewhere you know like there's a reason why you don't allow a relationship to take its natural course and you kind of always have to like be in control and say like well you know what Uh, I don't like the way this is feeling by like, I'm going to remove myself from this. Although Mm. it's, it's kind of a major strength. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, imagine Taylor does go off and get married or, you know, like circumstances in her Mm. life change tremendously. No, it's the truth. And then, you
2: know, grandma told me I couldn't get married because no one would be there to take care of Cassie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's like, that's it. I'm never getting married, but it's the truth. (laughs) <laughs> it's the truth. You never make what's, it's so funny yeah. and cliche, but like, you know, you make something, you're everything. And when it's gone, you've got nothing, but it's very much the truth. Like you can't put all your eggs in one basket that applies to relationships. Like you can't just depend on the same little circle of people because you have to expand, you have to allow yourself to experience things and like learn other people's habits and traits. And yes, along the way you will start collecting red flags and you will start to kind of determine what deal breakers are for you in every relationship, friendships or intimate relationships. Um, But how are you going to know, you know, unless you explore that, but going back to our main topic of the episode, which was outgrowing friendships. This is a very unique situation where you guys kind of outgrew the friendship, went off and grew into your own people and then like met up again. And I think that that's just like a really special story to tell. Um,
2: I don't have a story like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've definitely, Go ahead. You're like making it sound a lot more like graceful than it was and the fact of the matter is like I was home she was home we were both at the age where like we wanted to get drunk <laughs> and then you know we started having fun together and then I, you know what I mean but and then it just evolved and we spent more time together and we we're like oh actually like yeah found like who these new people were so really it's like she became my friend all over again. And yeah, it's cool. Like we were in dance class when we were little and like we have all these childhood memories together, Mm -hmm. but that's not what our friendship was based on when we reconnected. And to this day, it's not easy. Like she, when we talk about red flags every day, we find them in each other. And it's, she makes me more patient with other people because she like brings out the worst in me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I know that sounds like, a marriage, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is, but this friendship I, is not like a happy ending. It's like an evolving, ever like loving nightmare yeah. these days. <laughs> but there's not a point in my day when I don't like laugh cry you know yeah no definitely aside from but, the red flag you should be finding the green flags and that's what like sustains a relationship ooh, what
1: pressure. are my green where flags
2: where is your book because we need it like published
1: immediately I know
2: <laughs> but
1: this is what I, she's like my therapist as well so it's like I don't need anyone.
2: Else. a lot of pressure over here
0: <laughs> yeah no wonder she's so stressed out she's like every every important role that you need yeah. she's playing it but i
1: could do the the egg on her every night i do a, <laughs> then- i have to do like a limpia on her
2: <laughs> we tell telling the story about the time that we did it on you and you had like a line okay was like that was me
1: okay,
2: okay. Guys,
0: wait. <laughs> first for the listeners who are not hispanic
1: we are <laughs> oh yeah tell the, them what it, tell them what it is <laughs> we are
0: from the Rio Grande Valley we are border town girls we grew up right we grew up practically in Mexico okay so we wow. are pretty much completely immersed in Hispanic culture and Olympia is a cleanse a spiritual cleanse that are a lot of our grandparents Hispanic grandparents did on us when we were feeling ill or when we were you know uh a victim of the evil eye that's another conversation but pretty much what it Uh, is is it's an egg just a regular old egg you get out of your refrigerator and they kind of you know graze it across your body while they do while they I know it's sounding like witchcraft and now that I'm saying it out loud I think it is it kind of (laughs) is is. is, but they (laughs) pray they pray over (laughs) you they say prayers over you to kind of eliminate you know evil the negative energy yeah um, and our grandmas were extremely woke. We've already established that because they were all about energy and spirits and stuff like that. So yes, that's what Olympia is. And it's pretty much a cleanse,
1: but continue. Um, so I guess we were drinking with Taylor's mom and I was like, we need to do Olympia because some, Taylor, I don't think Taylor was feeling good. Um, so we did one on each of us and then we crack our eggs I think Taylor's had like her. Mine was clean. Hers was clean. She had nothing. She had no haters. People
2: generally really like me.
1: And then did your mom have some? Yeah. Your mom had some. And then I had like one or two lines and then Taylor looked at the one line and she was like, that's me.
2: <laughs> she is so annoying. I like, I remember thinking earlier, like oh "My God, dude, like what? And then we did that and I saw the line and I felt so guilty. I was like, <laughs> I really put that negative energy on her. And like, I was just having a day and look at her now suffering.
0: You were literally oh. possessed by Taylor's negative energy.
2: I, uh, it's powerful. Obviously oh, let, I, let, me, I
0: let me rewind. After they do the cleanse, people. Oh yeah. They oh, get oh sorry. <laughs> they get a cock exactly, and, and they get to cop- other's head. Yeah, they crack the egg into like a glass or a bowl, and of they- water, of water, and um, something's supposed to happen, I guess. Like over time, as the as the energy is like expelling the body, the egg will like develop lines, like or cook itself, or something weird like that.
1: Yeah, like if, so, if it has bubbles on top, like each bubble is um, a sign of like no, like bad. Like bad energy,
2: yeah. Put the lines real,
1: Well, the lines also mean okay. that. But the, if there's a lot of bubbles, it means like there's just been a lot of, like, uh, how do we say?
0: It? Yeah, ener- like, energy. like, like energy eyes on you. Action, yeah,
1: energy. eyes on yeah. you and energy. Um, lines in there. They also mean that. But then there's like, if there's shapes, like they say that there could be like shapes of animals or shapes of of people, and like that's some hardcore stuff. But I didn't
2: have that. I just had
1: lines yeah, from she Taylor. She was like four
2: lights deep with my mom
1: <laughs> and used
2: all of my eggs for the week. So, which they did not replace.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, uh, YouTube it, guys. Like, we strongly <laughs> recommend.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're feeling really like negative and you just feel like, man, Lisa from the office is just staring at me like all the time, just <laughs> had to be call your mom or call your grandma and be like, okay, I need to do Olympia walk me through it (laughs) it.
0: inflation is serious right now so so like like, maybe not don't go wasting eggs like make sure you know how to do it
1: (laughs) yeah i think we did like four or five eggs on each other (laughs) it was so many eggs um That's but right. anyway, sorry. Yeah, that was no, so it's funny.
0: okay. Um, I love it because I'm here listening and my grandma's probably looking down saying, like, you don't even know how to properly explain what? the Olympia <laughs> process, but
1: she anyway. you, <laughs> horrible. You need um, a Olympia right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, sorry to any Lisa that works in any office. Like, don't take it personally. <laughs> you know who you
1: are, Lisa. <laughs> you know who you are. Also, Lisa's my mom's name, so she's probably like <laughs> you're talking shit about me (laughs) I'm sorry it was the first name that came to me like obviously you're doing some juju
2: right he's up there like hey give me a shout out (laughs) give me a shout out
0: Oh oh my gosh anyway well that is pretty much Casey and Taylor's story each versions we kind of are all after hearing both sides have come to the conclusion that it was a lack of communication and it was two young girls that were going through changes in life and in the end like I told Casey if you love it let it go if it comes back (laughs) it's yours all that cute little uh stuff that they say about fate and, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll find its way. And it looks like you girls found your way. And I get it, Taylor. It hasn't all been like rainbows and sunshine along the way, but what relationship is anything that's worth, it takes work. And that applies to friendships that applies to, you know, um, really relationships. And again, even like relationships with our siblings and stuff. And I think that you guys are very much to, sisters now like chosen family and um coming from someone who personally does not have a very large family i think that i consider a lot of my closest friends my family and i cannot imagine my life without them and i think that i definitely hear that in the way you guys talk about the relationship and so i think it's something so special to have and a, truly like a bond that's unbreakable and i'm just happy that you guys are able to be there to support each other, and especially when the world is such a disaster and such a mess. Like it feels
2: so good to have your
1: people, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, agreed. I think today I said, "This is it. This is where we die." <laughs> <laughs> it was like so hot. Outside. It was so hot outside, and I was warming. like, "Global warming is real, and this is it." Yeah. This is hell on earth pretty much. And, you know, we
0: live in Texas right now. Um, what was today's high had to be a 107 had to, be, I felt like 701, but okay. Right. With that, <laughs> it was, I guess we'll say that. Know, you um, know what it feels like when you open the front door, it literally feels like you just opened the oven. Like you could feel like the heat waves just like, yeah. at you. It's, it's so terrible. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of outgrowing friendships, um, I think we covered a lot and, A few, a few other ways that you can tell that you've outgrown a friendship are just basically losing interest in each other's lives. Um, I think that there's something I've always heard that I don't believe, which is you are who you hang out with. Um, I don't, I don't buy into that only because I have some really close friends who are day and night, like we could not be interested in more opposite things. You won't catch us going to concerts together. Like, you know, we don't like the same type of music. We don't do the same kind of things. And, um, we're like at different points in our lives. I have children. They don't like, you know, I feel like, again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, different personalities or different friendships, like they meet different needs in your life. And so I do feel like you can be open-minded in terms of like who you attract as friends. Um, you know you make friends in the workplace if you're in school you make friends at school if you like participate in like anything extracurricular you know like outside of i don't know any hobbies or do anything like that like i just think that there's different avenues in life where you come across people and you form these connections with them and it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like go dirt biking with this guy I'm at a nursing school. You know what I mean? like that's what he does for yeah. fun. no, it just means that like we hit it off and we have this connection and we still keep in touch, like, how's the family? you know, this and that. And, you know, I just I think it is very possible to form friendships with people who you don't like have every single thing in common with. um, right. But then there's those people who like when the differences are just too much, you know, it's like, now I have responsibilities as a parent and like that person doesn't respect those boundaries. You know, it's like- Respect
2: is like the key word. I think when you know it's time to outgrow a friendship is when you feel disrespected. You know, you can be in different places in life and have different hobbies and things, but the second you start feeling disrespected or feeling like you don't respect someone in their decisions and, you know, thoughts and practices, that's when you know you've outgrown someone.
0: I 1000% agree. And I think that, you know, there are certain people who I've had in my life long enough, where if they say something, I know not to take offense to it, because it's just their personality. And like, that's who they are. But then there's other times where it's like, hey, like, I haven't known you long enough for you to like, come at me (laughs) sideways and say that, like, so don't ever say that again, you know, and I think that you're right, Taylor, because I myself have experienced it with other people who have become parents or taking on a new role that's like, you know, a change in their career or something where it's like, they no longer have availability for whatever reason, or they're just not as like disposable, you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just what's the word like available, you know? And so right. I think that when it, you know, it's a sad process. And I don't know if any, if either of you have friends, Taylor, I know your sisters have children, but like you do become a different version of yourself when you become a parent and I've watched certain friends of mine, like completely change their lives when they have children. And I respect that. And I understand it, but Casey's been around me when I'm with my kids, like I'm a mom, but I'm also still me, you know? So it's kind of like, You want to come over and drink wine and like I'll put the kids to sleep. Like, I'll do stuff like that to like maintain those bonds with my friends. And some people are like, oh no, you know, little Billy's asleep and that's (laughs) it. You know, (laughs) yeah, you know, know, no, I I have boundaries in my home. And you know, at that, I'm like, girl, you're you're a mom, you're not dead. Like, you know, like
1: we'll
0: have a social life. And so I think that those are definitely sometimes where it's acceptable to say, like, okay, I think we have outgrown each other because. I still have certain needs in this friendship where I feel like we should still be able to treat each other the way we did prior to these major changes happening, but like you don't. So I feel that's like a legitimate reason why you would say like, okay, it's just not, you know, it's not happening anymore. And so I think we touched a little bit on it earlier. Like, I think it's not always necessarily a complete outgrowth. Sometimes it's like a shift in the relationship where it's like, we were very close at one point. Another yeah. good example is like, I had one kid for many years. Now I have three, you know? So I feel like right. there's, I had way more flexibility and availability when I only had one versus now. And so I think that a lot of people that I had in my life more regularly now, it's like, oh, I love you, but from a distance because like, I just can't make it happen anymore. And so, um, yeah, you just kind of distance yourself from them or, you know, like I mentioned earlier a little bit on the, competition like I don't have time or energy to constantly be like one-upping you so you know if I'm gonna tell you oh I got a new job I did too how you know I'm getting paid this much or you know what I mean like just that constant like oh you know like I don't know who's doing more Who, like I just don't feel like that's healthy and I don't feel like there's space for competition in friendships I think that it could be such a toxic way, like life puts so much pressure on us already. Like, I don't want to drain myself of energy just in having a conversation with my friend on the phone. You know what I mean? Like I'm supposed to be catching up with you. This is supposed to be a break away from stress, not like more pressure added to the relationship of like how I'm going to compete with you on who's doing better in life. Like that that's not it for me. Like that doesn't do it for me. So those are also ways I feel like it's healthy to distance yourself in in a friendship like that. Do you girls get what I'm
2: saying? I do, but I also think there's like, you know, a friendship for every season. And I like to say, I've been like 37 different people since I was 18. Like I have grown and changed and constantly evolved. And it would make sense that like my friend circles did too. And, you know, at one point I was like partying pretty heavily and, you know, you have bar friends and I'm still friends with those people, but they have a place in my life that like is, goes only so deep. So Absolutely. I didn't like break yeah. up with them, but we definitely don't hang out all the time. I'm not going to the bars like four times a week and, you know, and some of them still are, and some of them have kids and, you know, we all go in different ways, but so I don't necessarily think like a breakup has to be so definitive. But I do think there are like certain circles of friendships that can stay like ever evolving and rotating. And like you haven't stayed the same your whole life. You can't expect anyone else to either. I agree. And Casey and I touched
0: on it a little earlier and she pretty much said the same thing. So, yep, there are so many ways. And if any of you guys listening have experienced any similar situations or any experiences that you want to share with us on how you've ever outgrown a friendship or how you've just kind of found yourself slowly having to like distance yourself from people that you were once really close to like feel welcome to share your story with us um it's clear that everyone has kind of experienced similar struggles and friendships and if you have a story similar to like Casey and Taylor where they grew apart, came back together, have gone through all the bumps in the road, and now are possibly going to get married. Please
1: share this <laughs> story <share> with us.
2: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Don't
1: tell the government. Like,
2: register at Target. <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. Um, other than that, I've had so much fun chatting with you girls. We will definitely do this again. Yeah. I wanted to also- I mean,
2: first, over wine.
0: Yes, definitely. I do not. I'm so sad to say I don't have any wine on me today. I'm just drinking my Dazani for the moment. But aside from that, Casey and I had kind of been throwing ideas around for ways that we can structure the podcast where it has more of a natural flow. And like many other podcasts, we wanted to um, incorporate like a little segment at the end. And we had a few cute ideas. Uh, One of them was Spilling secrets where maybe our listeners could send in some secrets that we could share on the show. Don't worry, you'll remain anonymous. We care about you guys. We're not going to expose you all. Um, but if you feel more comfortable, you know, sending it from like a random email or anything like that, we're going to explore that option. Um, DM is also acceptable. What other ideas did we have, Casey, that we were considering? I think,
1: well, it was spilling secrets. And then it was, um, Oh, what's the other one? I'm oh, sorry our advice segment. Like maybe we could. Oh, do yeah, our advice segment. Um, it was advice, but it was um, like don't take it serious because we're not professionals.
0: <laughs> yeah, Casey keeps <laughs> saying we're not professionals, and I keep getting offended because I told her like I'm a very professional
2: opinion giver. Like I, Kathy's
1: okay,
2: but- <laughs> advice a hundred percent of the time is gonna be like dump him.
1: <laughs> like, always, even like bag. even like my married friends, and I'm like, like oh, <laughs> he didn't take the trash out. I'm like, you should leave him. Leave him. <laughs> you should cut him, like, go take the kids and run. Guys. <laughs> and
0: hey, the kids Are they cool? Sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you need that tough love. So you know, I am pretty sure. Hola.
2: <laughs> i've had my fair share iris you can have all the tough love <laughs> Hala,
1: and i will tell you what you don't want to hear
2: yeah so exactly what you need to
0: hear not what you want to hear but we're yeah advice segment um spilling secrets we will definitely be like uh keeping up with pop culture and stuff like that. So if there's ever anything kind of like, you know, worth discussing, uh, we might be discussing, you know, we're too late on the Johnny Depp trial. That's like a thing of the past already. Everyone's already moving. We could
1: talk, talk about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian.
0: We could talk about that. We could talk about just there's so many things. That's another thing I was gonna say. If you guys are interested in like a TV recap, like if there's any shows that y'all are watching right now, possibly we watching we are maybe watching them too, and then we can do like a recap. I don't know. We're gonna yep. take some polls and we want y'all's feedback and then we'll get something solidified. and I just can't wait to have you back, Casey, thank you so much for doing this. Taylor, yes, I' glad we're
2: Yes, I'm glad we got
0: Taylor's version on. That's when we decided we're going to call it. Um, I think these
2: conversations are so important and I'm like so pumped you're having them on this platform. Yes, I'm so excited too to utilize
0: this platform to the best of my ability and connecting with people and just, again, talking about those weird, uncomfortable conversations that some people are just like, Oh, we'll deal with that later. And then they never really deal with it. We're going to deal with it. So I'm really excited for the episodes ahead of 60 Minutes Phil, Next week, I'll be back discussing protecting your peace because I think in many ways we touched on it in this episode. It's so important to be aware of what you're letting into your life and all those great things. So if you haven't already, please follow my Instagram page at 60 MinSpill. spill, subscribe to us on Spotify. We're now on Apple podcasts, which I'm really excited about and also anchor. So let us know if y'all have any other feedback. Thank you for tuning in and we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.